Hello, everybody. Welcome to a snug podcast. Uh, we've got what might actually be the biggest, most craziest show ever. And uh, at least of our shows. You never know. Anyway, I'm going to stop before I end up rambling on and on and on and on and on. I am not alone. I'm never separate. I also am joined by the one, the only, Gwen the Bard. How are you, Gwen? I'm good. I literally just decorated the snug pod. Okay, maybe it's been half an hour now, but I swear I did it over the course of a minute. We finally took down the new life decorations. Um, so, new life decorations are gone, and we're uh, in for a new year. Yay! Yay! If you are uh, watching, and or if you just want to take a peek at the video at a later time, if you're just listening, um, we've got... We've got a lovely board here full of uh, crazy stuff, wall of crazy. Uh, we even talked about trying to tack crazy onto the wall. and um, <laughs> It would be doable. Uh, we figured if we took some knives, you know, and you put them in at the bottom, she could stand on them. And then I could place them in areas to make it look like she was into the board. But, eh. But then she'd log. But then she'd stay still, and she'd disappear, and then we'd have set it up and that just that's a pain in the middle of the show so here and we are yeah. we all know how how great i am at staying still especially in a dungeon so uh i'm sure that would go really well well uh that voice that you were just hearing there is gone crazy back soon how are you i'm good i might actually be crazy after this afternoon <laughs> guess we'll find out indeed um so you're good even though we were just talking about putting knives through you yeah i mean i, I trust you all so hopefully hopefully you wouldn't hurt me too bad but I, I could probably do a little balancing act on some knives or some daggers over there on the wall i don't nice. know <laughs> all right Round, not through well um Gwen, I'll kick back over to you. What have you been up to in game? Anything? Or just in general? Uh, I, I just said I decorated the snug pod. That, that, that is honestly pretty much it. That and cleaning out my bank. Uh, it's mostly just been a lot of housing maintenance and stuff for me these days. Yeah. Um, new year. Time to get out some old stuff and throw it away. <laughs> Why do I have <laughs> constantly full inventory and bank and trunks and what's in here anyway? Do I really need 40 catapults? Do I need 40 catapults? No. No, I do not need 40 catapults. Do I need three pieces of 75 different five-piece sets? No. No, I don't. <laughs> Am I ever going to use these treasure maps? These treasure maps have been sitting here for at least five years at this point. Nah, let's sell them. Let's sell them real cheap. Yep. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what we've been doing. What have you been up to? Um, I have mostly just been logging in and getting login rewards. I'm terrible. It's, it just ends up being all I get around to doing a lot of times these days. But I did, while still uh, taking advantage of the remaining like 30 minutes of the XP buff from our last event, and using all my training gear and all and a XP scroll, went ahead and made sure to get a full 100 CP ahead of 
crazy because um, I've been hovering around that 98 CP lead so it's like nah needs to be needs to be triple digit so uh, I went and ran a random normal dungeon with all of that stuff on and think I gained like five CP from doing so and uh, yeah so then I was I sent, I sent her a message and was like I'm now full 100 CP ahead of you yay mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, and I just sat and shook my head. <laughs> I mean, people have way more CP than me. It's just fun competition more than anything else. <laughs> but I'm over 1,300, so. I was ahead for so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose if you added your multi-platform CP together, you'd probably have me beat. Yeah, because I'm over CP 800 on PC now. Yeah. I yeah. can't even reach, like, level 30 on PC. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. Well, what about you, Crazy? What have you been up to? Um, my work schedule got insane again. So I worked 60 hours in five days, which didn't leave a whole lot of game time this week. Um, hence why my wall of crazy um, happened this afternoon. <laughs> um... But I did, towards the end of last week, get to finish Fargrave and the Gates of Oblivion stuff finally. I think I'm actually still, I don't think I've done the, like, um, the epilogue yet. I've got to go find where that is. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I finished the Fargrave main quest and did the thing against the big bad. And uh, I really, really liked the visuals and everything that happened in that last fight. I won't say anything, so it's not spoilery for people. Um, but I really liked it. And yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I've been up to in game. I've been going around kind of looking through my quest log and trying to figure out <clears throat> what I want to pick up and finish and whatnot um, as we move into whatever the new content may be. So that's pretty much it. I, I've, I'm all confused. It's like I need to go back and, and keep tabs on what I've done on both platforms because I have picked up some things on PlayStation that I haven't done on PC and then vice versa. And now I'm confused which ones have which quest lines done. So it's kind of fun because I'll go somewhere and do a precursor quest for something else and get different dialogue because I'll realize that I haven't done it on whatever platform I'm on. So it's kind of fun because I get to see get to see both uh both things because on my playstation account here i've done all of cadwell's gold but on pc i haven't even finished the ad quest line so it's just kind of been fun because i've been all over the place but yeah other than that that's about it i need to finish working through cadwell's gold yeah i, I think it I takes just a while it. yeah i think i, I just started I'm gonna, it i'm gonna be honest i when I do it on PC, I'm going to take my time because I definitely blew through most of the Daggerfall Covenant storyline when I did it on uh, PlayStation here because I was trying to do it with another group of friends. And um, I had one friend who would just do like eight or nine quests in a day. And then he would expect us all to catch up. <laughs> so I didn't really probably absorb it in the way I would have liked to have. So I definitely... Uh, when I go through on PC, you want to take my time with those. Sounds like yeah. a plan. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, y'all ready to get into a little bit of newsy news kind of things? Let's do it. We are going to uncover the future of ESO in 10 days. We've got a developer direct on. Yeah. Developer direct on January 25th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so, what do we know about this event so far? It's being run by Microsoft. Boo! And Sorry. And, and, <laughs> and Xbox. And you get an emote for attending. Yes. 2023, year of the emote. <laughs> it is going to be followed up by the ESO Live at 345. So I think what's going to happen is... I'm almost thinking of it as like an E3 situation. I don't know if that's what it's going to be, but I, I feel like what they're going to do is they're going to run you know, like the Xbox Microsoft thing that's going to be like, look at all the cool stuff we're doing this year. Jazz hands. And then <laughs> then ESO Live's going to come in and be like, yes, and now let's actually tell you about what we would have told you if Microsoft didn't do this deep dive. Um, because this year's been really uncharacteristic in terms of how they've released this stuff. There's been no, like streamer stuff you know how they normally send out the teaser stuff mm -hmm. like there's, there's no been weird no cryptic letters yeah there's no teaser stuff there's no weird cryptic letters there's no things that you click on a million times there's like n nothing it was so quiet that no one knew anything that was going on and then all of a sudden microsoft posted and xbox posted this like hey we have a deep dive coming up and we're going to talk about stuff that features Zoss games. It's like, well, obviously you mean ESO. <laughs> so, yeah. I just, it, the the cadence of how they did that was a little weird. I kind of wish that at least they had been able to tweet like, hey, be patient. We have an announcement coming soon. Because <laughs> everybody was just like, what's going on? Hmm. I, now, I wonder if they will... Um... I wonder if they'll announce anything regarding the, the new title that they're working on. Looks like it's probably too soon to say too much about that, but I guess we don't really know. Well, maybe maybe it's been said how long that's been in development. But Yeah, um, I don't know. I think that would be more of like a PAX or a, like an E3 situation. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. I just I know, know that they announced uh, Elder Scrolls Six like 27 years before it's going to release, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That that yeah. I I don't even know that it's fair to to have called that an announcement as much as yes, guys, it's going to happen. <laughs> Just Yeah. But it's like we're not really working on it yet, but here's the name on a screen so you can at least <laughs> quit asking questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you mean ask more questions. Right. Um, Grab your tinfoil hats, folks. Yeah, they were. They showed us panning over some mountains. So clearly, mm -hmm. clearly, nothing's clear about that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if they would if they would choose uh, kind of their own event like this. I mean, there are there are more and more companies uh, doing their own little smaller events. So who knows? I'm not sure that E3 places like that. Like, there's still going to be a thing, but there has been speculation among the game industry. Uh, for the last couple of years that those things may kind of start to fizzle out because it costs a lot of money to go to those things to be a part of those things as far as the comp the the developers the 
publishers, whatever, are concerned because they have to pay. Um, yeah. It's marketing for them where they could spend less money or maybe spend the same money and focus solely on their stuff and not have to worry about being kind of thrown in the mix with everybody else. Anyway. Yeah. I am a little sad, though, because it's been pretty quiet even about PAX, and normally they do a big thing at PAX. Mm -hmm. So maybe they'll announce something on the 25th, because that's just about two months beforehand, because it's uh, the end of March. I think it's like March 23rd through 27th or 26th. So it'll be, you know, almost exactly a couple months out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the change might be stemmed from the the acquisition but i you know maybe it's not maybe they're just changing up this year how they do stuff so not sure yeah i'm sure they definitely want to get more um more attention on the microsoft brand so having it kind of a you know announcements for their big titles associated with microsoft even the ones that are on other platforms is probably something that they're considering doing more of. Um, and that's been a thing for, I mean, you know, other publishers too. I mean, there's been games that were on other systems, but uh, PlayStation may have had the biggest marketing push for it. And, you know, it's like PlayStation and small print, other platforms too. Yeah. So that yeah. is. Uh, but yeah, uh, st- still something to look forward to one way or the other. We're going to get something on the 25th. Um, you know, ESO related. We don't know. Uh, we don't know what we're getting yet. We haven't. It's just lots of speculation, and we'll talk about that a little bit uh, as we go. But, um, but yeah, yeah. For, sure, for sure, interested to see um, what the year of the emote brings us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the emote is the ritual casting emote. But what ritual? What does it mean? What does it mean? I think we're bringing back the Jubilee Fest. I think what? that's what the ritual's for, <laughs> bringing back the, you know, the, it, that's how we're going to make the, the anniversary next, event. Yeah, it's how we're going to make <laughs> the next <laughs> Jubilee cake. Clearly Argonian necromancy. Yeah, and then we're going to make mean, an Argonian all, necromantic cake. All those cakes so. and everything. Definitely. I don't know. It, it, it looks awful celestial. Like, the actual emote itself reminds me kind of uh, celestial situation. Maybe he's a Sijic. Who knows? No, Sijics do the white glowy stuff with the blue lines, not purple. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, whatever he's done has blown out some of those candles. They're not lit anymore. Um, <laughs> so That's true. It's some sort of wind spell, probably. I don't know. Maybe, But some of the candles are still lit, so maybe it's broken wind. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Darn Argonians breaking wind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yep. Yep, you heard it here first. That's the Argonian Broken Wind spell. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you apologized. That's right, everyone. What you what you come here for? Lore and fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
So the new pet wow. is a flower, apparently? It is! It's a floating flower! That's it the pet. dances. The pet's a flower. It is. Oh, is it an actual... It's a pet? It, I, I, I don't know if it's an... It's... Yes, it's a pet. That's what it says. Marvel at this year's Morphing Collectible. The Passion Dancer Blossom Pet. Hmm. I saw the flower thing, but I didn't actually... Uh, overlook that it was a pet. Interesting. I wonder what it does. It says, wherever you travel, this blessing will follow, spreading beauty across Tamriel. Hmm. Well, I feel like it's going to be, initially, like the pet's going to be kind of like our wisp, where it's just this cute little green floaty thing. Maybe. It may have some animation behind it, where as it goes, uh, as it goes through, maybe it uh, blooms little flowers behind it in a trail. It also looks and like we're getting our uh, the first peek at the first Morphobolda personality. Mm-hmm. Passion's Muse personality. Which you get some yoga going on there. You get a harp and a cute little ball of nature energy. Glowy stuff. Green glowy hand. It looks like here they're somewhere in Blackwood, which is interesting. She's very Imperial. And then we have a Wood Elf and a Khajiiti. Have you ever seen that Khajiit ha hairstyle before? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's one of the ones you can pick in the base game. Maybe. Yeah, I it guess is. I just it is. don't it's recognize just paired, it. Paired with the side bit it looks oh, a little it's paired, funky. That's it looks all it different is. yeah okay but because you get that weird side fur mm -hmm. interesting <laughs> what i just uh, um I, I was just thinking talking about weird side furs it's like beard mullets anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay great um yeah, so that's Making fun. Khajiit. My Khajiit just came running in here howling, so I hope that didn't come in the video. But, or, I mean, the video. You know what I mean. The audio. <laughs> yeah. This, this one uh, heard nothing. This one heard nothing. Um, yeah, I, have a, I, I, would, I would guess that this flower is going to probably have some sort of little bloomy effect, uh, like trailing behind it or something. Uh, mm -hmm. But... Um, because that that sounds the whole sounds like it would be in line with the spreading beauty across Tamriel. Mm -hmm. yeah. The um picture of the flower, I didn't really look at it earlier when I was breaking down stuff and looking at things, but it's kind of fun because you have the little, you know, Debella statue there, and then you've got like a little a rock with a flower carved into it that matches. Which is kind of fun. I've never seen that anywhere before. And um, something that I feel like might semi-support something that we're going to talk about later in the picture is the fact that it looks kind of temperate. And up close, it looks sort of blackwoody with the flowers. But if you look back in the distance, there's an awful lot of mushrooms back there. You blow up the picture. 
so I don't know. That's just speculation on my part. Speculative. Speculative. Mm -hmm. So, speaking of uh, Dibella-themed stuff, we've got a bunch of... You know what we've got in the store right now? Am I skipping ahead? Uh, no, it's not Dibella in the store. No, it's, it's, the, it's store. the one we don't like. <laughs> yeah, no, the store um, currently has... Uh... Oh my gosh, um, Meridia. Yeah, okay. Never stuff mind. Yeah, stuff on Meridia. Like. Uh, the reason that the stuff on Meridia is probably in the store is because her summoning day, I believe, is on the was on the 13th. Ah, gotcha. If you look at the Tamrielic calendar, which I haven't looked at in a while, because that was actually one of the places that I started when I was speculating stuff a few days ago, because I was like, oh, why do we have so much Meridia stuff in the store? And I was like, hmm interesting let me go look and then i like pulled up meridia's information and it was um showing that her summoning day is on the 13th or the 14th i think gotcha. uh, yeah so i wonder if that could be why um yeah that would make sense i mean that that's kind of uh, good, a uh, good reason to pull that stuff out is if it's going to have some lore behind why they're doing it. So, if you want to celebrate on that day, here's all the stuff you can you can get to celebrate. It's a cool looking mount. Yeah, statue. You set it on fire. Take some new life bonfires. Put it around underneath it. All good to go. Take yeah. one of those giant sword decorations and just stab it right through. Put some ruins around it. Get it good and destroyed looking. Uh, find something that looks like a disco ball and uh, smash an axe into that. You know, because the beacon looks like a disco ball. Yeah. Go all out. <laughs> Celebrate that day properly. Yeah. Really Daggerfall. <laughs> Daggerfall morning, the 13th of Morning Star is the summoning day for Meridia, which would have been a few days ago when that stuff dropped in the, star, in the store. Um interestingly enough there's quite a few morning star holidays which this isn't in our notes but today the 16th now for me anyway um is the day of lights celebrated in hammerfell and the iliac bay so it's a day where you pray for good farming and a fishing year so. and in skyrim in dawnstar they give out candy <laughs> on morning the 16th of morning star you know, that would be a lot to try to keep up with. But, you know, we've talked in the past about uh, different things for holidays. It, it would be cool if we saw them actually do in-game. And yeah. uh, if they have that kind of stuff built into the lore, it would be pretty awesome if when you roam around the world, you actually see all of those little things happen on those days. That, that would be pretty cool. Okay, well, for starters, if they're giving out candy, where's the children? Uh, mm. Hey, second, hey! All these other little. There's things. no children in ESO. Okay? I like these candy. Holidays, these little holidays—they're like, or so you know, like bank holidays. We know they exist. It's technically a holiday. It's there. Does anyone really celebrate it though? Well, you don't have to have necessarily huge celebrations going on. But even if, like, 
you know, you talk about bank holidays, say you go to the, the bank in an area that's got one of those things happening and you just overhear NPCs talking, you know, over in the, in the corner about, oh yeah, today is that day, you know, just, just little, little nods to that kind of stuff, but, um, it would, it would still be a lot to try to, try to pull that off though, I'm sure. I'm sorry, I just went back and looked at the chat. <laughs> And You're Lotus. fine. You're fine. I I was very good at ignoring that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I really want to say it's so bad. <laughs> you feel you need to. Uh, never. Lotus no. said. <laughs> we moved on. We did a perfect. Okay, go go ahead. No, no, no. That's the Argonian name. Say... Yes. <laughs> yes, the Argonian name. Yeah. Did you did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I see it. Okay. That's that's pretty brilliant. Okay, all right. <laughs> and now, if that character comes out and and uh, has that name, you know, then we'll know we were on to something. That's right. I it's not gonna so. happen, but you know. <laughs> Never know. All right. So sorry. So sorry. Um, well, alright, well, talking about speculation and whatnot, um, and kind of tying in a little bit of lore here, this is where the show gets a little crazy, while being a whole lot of crazy, because crazy put in all the crazy work to find all this crazy stuff, and so, what do you got? You remember back in the day when people would, like, go on Wikipedia, and you would sit there and you'd click link after link after link and scroll? Uh, that's what Crazy did this afternoon, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did this afternoon, except on the UESP, which is super dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've printed off the notes, and uh, I've got, like, you know, we've got the little bullet points, and then a link, and then a bold print something, and then another bullet point, and then a different bold print something. It's like a full outline here, and it's like... <laughs> These the... are our mo- best, most well-done notes we have had for this show. And every single little bit of it is speculatory and nothing actually substantial. Um, so this is either going to be our shortest show ever, if you stop now because you don't want to look at spe- listen to speculation, or if you enjoy speculation, this will probably be our longest show ever. And look, just sit on down, get ready for a two-hour car ride, enjoy. Grab your uh, bottle of water don't... and warm your hands by the fire. I'm not sure. I think the longest show we've ever done was probably that show notes show. <laughs> the uh, the patch notes show. But uh, I don't think this will be that long. Because there's things that tie into quest lines and I'm not going to do spoilery stuff. So I'm just going to like gloss some things. But the fact that there's things that support some of the speculation that I have I think could be good. So, yeah. Um... Okay, so how this all started was we got that picture of the Argonian doing the ritual. Well, my um, wood elf eyes did not fully read the article, so I didn't actually see that that was an emote we were getting. (laughs) So I was like, great, an Argonian casting a spell. What does this mean? And then in Lore Seekers, people started saying like, oh, well, that looks like a familiar place. So um, Minwee Pro was like, kind of reminds me of Undertow Cavern. 
So sure enough, logged on, started running around on my character, went into Undertow Cavern, and lo and behold, yes, it does match um, a lot of that space. Now, the Argonian, the spot where that Argonian is in the picture doesn't exactly exist, but um, there's a place that's really, really close, and it's near where the boss is in there. So if you have a chance, go run in there and take a look. But what did that lead me to? Well, once I got disappointed when I realized that it actually told me what the Argonian was doing, once I reread the article, <laughs> then I started thinking to myself, okay, so does this look like necromancy? Well, maybe, I don't know. Let's, let's see what Ar Argonian, what happens if I type in like Argonian mage or, you know, things like that. And I ended up pulling up, um, some different things. I ended up pulling up someone named Sun and Shadow, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, yep, well, that might make sense. Okay. And I, I delved a little deeper and um, was like, all right, well, let's see if there's any lore at this place, like a lore book or anything, because maybe that'll help me. Maybe I can start there. So I went outside and just outside Undertow Cavern, there is a book on Veyand. Um, Veyand is a ruin that's not too far from Undertow in Blackwood. So I looked up the quest line from there and I remembered, oh yeah, there's a guy there who is a dark elf. Um, and he is in House Telvani, or he's working with House Telvani. Telvani has been one of the big speculations um, for quite a while, actually, for most people. Uh, of where we're going. And the reason why is because uh, there is dialogue support multiple times in things that have happened this year. Um, have either of you, well, you've both finished the High Isle quest line, right? No. Yes. No, you haven't. Okay. I haven't either. I haven't done well, hard, hardly I, any of it. I finished the first part. I didn't do the... Uh, so you the, haven't done the, Galen? I, right. Yeah, so I have yeah. done High Isle, but not Galen. Okay, so there's a couple things that have been pointed out by people um, with Telvanni. Mel Idris, he, during the last event we had, which was the Dark Heart of Skyrim event, there was a quest that you could do um, with him. The interesting thing about the quest was that if you have done his quest on the Gold Coast that involves him hunting vampires then you would get an alternate dialogue other than what he would say if you hadn't done that quest. So if you hadn't done that quest, it was just kind of this basic like, oh yeah, yeah I'm here, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. But if you had completed the quest, he gives you specific dialogue that says, quote, after I cleansed my blade, I returned home to the Ashlands of Morrowind. My father passed away, joining our ancestors in our ancestral crypt. Um, and then he mentions that it is a long trip to Necrum, which is a place in the Telvanni Peninsula. So that was kind of one of the first things that made my ears go like, hmm, interesting. Okay, great. So that's another point towards the Telvanni Peninsula. So, so far I've got this book on Veyand, which has a dark elf outside of Undertow Cavern that kind of might link to that picture of the Argonian that both have ties to House Telvani. Okay, that's interesting. I started looking a little more. Then I came across 
that uh, the lovely Lady Laurent, who appears many, many times in Elder Scrolls Online, but her most recent time, if you speak with her after you have completed the High Isle main quest line, she has specific dialogue that mentions that she might go to the Telvanni Peninsula and Hammerfell. That's very interesting because those two things are on opposite sides of the map from each other. So it's like, why? Huh? <laughs> How do those relate? So I got that in my head too. Um, some other Galen NPCs also mention Telvanni and mention the Telvanni Peninsula as well, apparently. But I have not done enough of Galen to be able to go back and actually... Uh, support that with anything so you know I have no idea if that exists um, that's just something that I saw a lot of this I also saw hack the Minotaur did a really well thought out video on um, so that's where some of of this comes from too a little bit um, yeah the interesting thing about the Telvanni Peninsula if they have done it. First of all, if you look at the ESO map at all, the spaces that are left on the map are... There's roughly three-ish large spaces. Maybe four or five, depending upon how things um, divide up. But the Telvanni Peninsula is kind of a perfect size if you look at that little, like, shape that it is oh look at that i was so crazy that i forgot to um move my camera and i got booted out that's that why so we fun. didn't put up the daggers yep yeah there it was got booted um but yeah if you look at the map um the telvani peninsula is a pretty good size and it has the islands above it that are attached as well <clears throat> potentially that they could use as you know extra zone or whatnot so it's a nice size space for a chapter. Whether they actually do that or not, I don't know. But um, it could be a great size for a chapter, like I said. When I got a little bit more into clicking, because again, like you said, I just clicked and kept going down the rabbit hole. Um, the, oh wow, where am I? Oh my gosh, I'm stuck right now in my, that was weird when I logged in into my snug pod because of where I was sitting in your snug pod, I was stuck under my gold pile. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like the camera was just shaking and, and freaking out. That was really weird. Like really weird. Okay. Anyway, I'm on my way back to the snug pod. Hold on. And then I can continue being crazy. You can tell me, what do you think All so right. far of what so, I said? right now, where we're at, I'm going to say your best argument in your favor is the Mel address. And I'm not just saying that because he's one of the few Dark Elves I actually like. Um, just because why else bring back a guy for a random little side quest during an event mm -hmm. and have him mention something like that? It just it, it makes no sense to bring that back otherwise. It just unless you want just fun flavor, but because I mean, this he... past year they really did have the thing going for them, where a hey, spoilers, sorry, not really spoilers, um, 
where they kept bringing back old characters from those year one DLCs. Yep. Where that that seemed to be a real big running thing for them this past year. And he is one of those characters that from one of those year one DLCs that you normally wouldn't see otherwise. Um, so he he is your best argument for this so far. Yeah. Um. And I think it is supported by the fact that Lady Laurent mentions it too. I mean, it's not the primary she's the one. ES, she's the ESO she... version of murder. She of murder. She wrote. <laughs> exactly. Let's get that out there right now. Yeah. She has her hands in everything. She's going to mention everything. Yep. Um. So once I got a little bit more into looking up the Telvanni Peninsula, uh, the other thing that I think would make it great for a chapter is that it basically has three types of biomes. There potentially is like a rockier coast with some islands, like I mentioned in the north. They could be cold and rocky, according to the UESP. And the southern half is more temperate, while the middle is hilly. So it basically says, the Telvanni Peninsula comprises the eastern arm of mainland Morrowind, is bracketed by the inner sea to the west and the Patamaic Ocean to the north and east. The region is characterized with rocky coasts and islands, as well as a couple of small settlements. The northern half is cold, while the southern half is temperate. And while the landscape consists of fertile plants in the east and badlands in the west, the city of Firewatch is found on the coastline of the peninsula. Necrom is found on a different peninsula found south of the Telvanni Peninsula, and the two are separated by an inlet. The Bathagorgon are the dominant vampire clan of the region. A large unnamed island is found north of Firewatch. So, interesting because vampires and vampires, which the Harrowstorm thing kind of ties a little bit to that. Um, and then, of course, Mel, who you talked about, ties to that. Um, but the actual biomes themselves sound like they would make for a great sort of situation for a chapter anyway. Um, I don't know. I just think that that could I be... I am going to stop you on your land size, though. Because if you look at other zone sizes, especially DLC zones, you're mm -hmm. you're giving you're giving them you're being pretty generous. I'd, yeah, that whole that whole chunk because we it's not like we're gonna have another volcano there, right? Right? No. There's a volcano there. Do we know if there's a volcano there? Mm, anyway, I don't think so. All right. See, so that's a giant chunk. So I could see it being either a uh, just kind of like the top half in your islands because the islands do make make sense as a DLC, yes. Or yeah. split up that section. Yeah, I actually think it could be another way too. I think it could be a portion of this and a portion of Hammerfell. What? For the Two year. Two different sides of the map? Yep. I'll tell you why when we get down a little bit further. Alright, keep going. Keep going. So, um... Interesting things about this that also could make it potentially cool for a story. Firewatch, which is one of the eight major cities on mainland Morrowind, uh, acquires its name because of its proximity to Red Mountain. It is a beautiful city at peace, which basically provides a vista of the volcano from its walls, but uh, it has a large presence of Azura worshippers. So... Potentially, if they were going to do something again with Azura, 
there's a large presence of it there. Not saying they are, just saying that it gives them options, right? Um, so Firewatch is that. The next thing, Necrum, which is where Mel talks about, is one of the other eight major cities. It's situated along the east coast and it overlooks the Patamaic. It is known as the City of the Dead because of the Dunmary tradition where famous families and clans of Morrowind travel to Necrum and bring their deceased family members in urns and coffins for processions that last for months. The city is imposed of lofty walls and white tower and is known for a dark heat. Its great house affiliation is either Dress or Inderil. So now we've got multiple houses because we have Telvanni, Dress, and Inderil. And the city itself perpetuates a religious tradition that predates the tribunal and has a strong temple presence. So now you've got a couple of the houses at least represented if they go to that place as well. Um, Necrum also, and I can't remember where I found it. Let me look. Necrum has these catacombs underground apparently it's got this like big um catacomb catacombs it has necro in the name well of course right uh the interesting thing about necrom that ties it to eso which we don't know anything about really is it became a fully established city and sometime during the second era Irene, when she was still a princess, it's rumored that she traveled across Tamriel and stopped in Necrum. She disguised herself as a Dunmer clerk and then was able to read the indigo tomes down in the vaults of Necrum. Now, nobody can actually prove that because she didn't... That's just like a story, basically, right? But what the heck are the indigo tomes? So I clicked on those, and you know what? Nobody knows. There's no information on it. It's mentioned multiple times in places, but there's no quote-unquote lore on it that I could find not saying it doesn't exist but I couldn't find anything through my click-throughs which means that they have a wide open space to mess with that too the other thing that's kind of cool is if you look at the picture of a Necrom graveyard that they have the artwork for in Elder Scrolls Legends the candle platform that that Argonian is casting the ritual on looks just like the card so that's one thing that I forgot to um copy for you all to see but I'm going to do it right now I'm going to send it to you and then you can look at it and you can tell me what you think you're going to make me want to start playing Legends again she's inspiring me to draw a picture of her character wearing a tinfoil hat doing the crazy <laughs> listen this is what you got to do this is the fun stuff it's the, the lore dive uh, and it's exactly weird because tinfoil hat would say. everything connects together I mean, you have to admit, what the picture that I just sent you does look similar to what the Argonian's standing on, right? Build a solid case. Maybe. However, could still be wrong. Could be wrong. Could be. I don't know much about these, so I can't point out any flaws here. Keep going. I mean, I don't either. So I'm just, I literally, I, Telvani and the houses and like 
the houses of Morrowind are something that I have not ever like really really delved completely deep into I only know what is mentioned in the game slightly and whatnot but it's now made me want to learn so much more about them so anyway we don't know about the indigo tomes I don't know again just something that could be interesting that they could tie into a quest line for that other things that might tie to Telvanni Peninsula might be recurring characters that could come back that I found. Um, one of them is named Sun and Shadow. Sun and Shadow is an Argonian slave who we help elevate her status because she wants to try and become a magister in House Telvanni in the original Morrowind chapter. She's very, very interesting um, because um... she's She's something else. Yeah, she's something else is a good way of putting it. She's an Argonian female. Um, and she enlists the aid of your character to help her get somebody interested in her magical capabilities. And she's not afraid to take people out on the way. Again, I don't want to get into spoilers for any quests, but she has other names like Smokescale and Elfheart because of how ambitious and calculating that she is. She's pretty, dis she's pretty disconnected from the other Argonians and leans more towards a Telvanni lave yeah. situation. Yeah, my, my thoughts on the matter, I guess, would be uh, she is uh, playing through the quest initially, not knowing anything about really how Telvanni work and how Dark Elves work initially. Um, it was cute. It was lovely helping her, and uh, now I look at her and go, knowing what I know and learning things. And uh, wow, she should have just, you know, left and joined the Mage's Guild. Yeah, uh, she's she's something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, she she pretty much betrays everybody that is an ally to her. There, there's potential there for. I don't even know how to describe her to people who haven't met her yet, but she's yeah. very self-centered and very driven. There is a meet the character on her, um, which I did not read and I just now found it actually. Um, it's from the Magister, Therana, who is a wizard lord of the great house, Telvanni. So that's something interesting maybe people want to read. It's uh, just a meet the character, Sun and Shadow. So if you don't know her or you want to look at her even more or learn a little bit a little bit more about her, um, yeah. Have you, you got that link? Check that uh, out. Have you got that pulled up, that link to that? I do. I actually have it open right now. Um, if you remember, stick that, in the, stick that in the show notes right underneath that, and I can add that in too. I... I will put it in right now. I'll just paste it right in. Um, yeah, so Sun and Shadow. She's another thing that's kind of cool about her, and again, is interesting because it also, I don't know anything about Legends, but she appears as uh, a character in Elder Scrolls Legends again. So, um, yeah. Other characters that could be recurring... Revis Demnevani, we help him a couple times in ESO. 
Um, and his quests all relate to Dwemer and magic. He talks a lot about how the Telvanni houses support, or the Telvanni house support um, tinkering and uh, are very into magic. So there is the quest that mainly got me um, stuck on that is the tie back to Veyand. So there is a quest called Giving Up the Ghost um, that is, hold on one second, I got to get to where I was. He's great, but he's not memorable. Oh my gosh, we help him once, and then he shows up again, I think in, like, Blackwood. And, yes. And uh, he's like, oh, friend, good to see you again. Could you help me here? And I'm just like, who are you? Uh, who, who are you? <laughs> yep. He, we help him with an egg. Uh, uh, he, we help him the first time with um, a dwarven, like, ruin. He's messing around with... Um, this sort of, mm, what would you even call that thing? Uh, it's like a tonal <laughs> dwarven Is it a giant thing. tuning fork? Pretty much, yeah. And it, it makes the, the miners and the egg people go crazy. So, the egg hands. Um, so, yeah. He he has that sort of a situation. But then when we when we find him later... He is, um, well, you see him at the blessing ceremony that Vivek gives if you help in Morrowind. So you see him there. But uh, in Blackwood, when he shows back up, what Gwen was talking about, he's at Veyand. And again, he's kind of one of the ones that originally got me into the, like, digging more for the Telvanni Peninsula stuff because he said that they're looking for this thing called... Uh, or he's testing this thing called a phantasmal sensor, which will exercise spirits, ghosts, and other spectral beings. There's something called the ghost wall in uh, outside of Necrum, which you know, it's way too crazy to go into right now, but it's just an interesting read, so if you want to look that up, look that up. Um, but originally, when you find him in Blackwood, he's got this, like, other guy, Tiris Terethi, who's with him. Um, and Tiris is... Looking uh, for any reason possible to get this guy kicked out. Exactly. He's a dark elf, Telvanni mage. Um, he is and what you expect and, of a dark elf, Telvanni mage. Yeah, he's not nice. Revis is his apprentice. Um, but... Yeah, so so in giving up the ghost, again, without ruining the quest, um, there is some dialogue that at the end, when you finish, um, like I said, he mentions a lot about the Telvanni kind of being interested in tinkering and in magic and all of that stuff. And the way that he says it, I was like, oh, I mean, I could see them then talking about, like, spell... Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I can't even get where I'm trying to say. Um, like spellcrafting. Uh, because of the way that he mentions this. Um, let me see if I can find the quote again. I should have put it in there earlier, and I didn't. Let me pull up his stuff again. He's so sweet. He, he I know. He should be working for those people. No. <laughs> 
honestly, I I, I like him very much. You go through that quest, <laughs> and the other guy, he's just like, I am looking for any reason to get rid of this guy. He doesn't belong here. And it's like clearly he doesn't. He's nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, he remembered me, and I didn't remember him. I feel like a bad person already. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. So this is one of the things that I thought was. Again, this part, I will admit to being a complete stretch, but I also found it interesting that it was with this guy. So in that quest, you have to do these like painted runes to help stabilize this magic. So I was thinking to myself, like a tome and rune situation for spellcrafting, right? Um, because he's trying to prove that he can do this to this other dark elf so they don't kick him out of the house. And he gives you this template and all of these things for this experiment to like stabilize these runes. So he, I, I don't know, like, again, that part's a stretch, but I thought it was kind of interesting because it's sort of talking about this like spectral energy or like runic way to attune stuff. Um, which Sounds I thought like was hard kind of... magic to me. Well, it could be. It could be. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, where is the dialogue I'm looking for? One second. I'm almost there, I think. I just have to... I'm trying to make sure I don't... Just unrolling oh. the red the red string a little more. Gotta yeah, go I'm reach just that push pin over there. Trying to yeah. get... I couldn't reach the pin in the corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to. I have to get to it. Um, he says, "Hmm, I might not be able to find it again." But it basically says something along the lines of like, "Talvani care about antiquity." and magic or something along those lines and so I was thinking to myself like do they literally mean antiquity because dwarven antiquity and if we were to get spellcrafting could it be attributed to that like could they tie it back right because how are they going to bring if they did it how are they going to bring spellcrafting into the game and have it only show up now do you see what I'm saying so I was kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, well, maybe they could use it from the antiquities standpoint or, like, pull it in kind of that way. I don't think they would, but just the way that the dialogue was that I'm looking for. Oh, that that's uh, totally feasible, I think. You're talking about tying it to the antiquity system? Yeah. Um, you... Ah, here we go. You find a piece that that unlocks the, um, the skill line for for spellcrafting or however they would word that. Mm -hmm. And instead of, um, instead of unlocking a new ability, as you level up that skill line, um, you have to go and find pieces for the next ability. And they could, they could tie that into a, you know, into a quest or, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, have you hunt down, uh, different pieces of, uh, the ancient scrolls that teach you how to, you know, do a spell or something like that. Maybe it's the indigo tomes. We don't know about those. Could be. 
Um, okay, it says, why were you fiddling with this device? And he said, I hail from House Tilvani, a house obsessed with magical antiquity. We suffer from a peculiar need to tinker with, well, everything. <laughs> so I was like, mm, okay, again, probably a stretch, but I just feel like it could potentially support some of my wall of crazy. Um, the interesting thing is House Telvani, even though it's called the Telvani Peninsula, is really only in control of the north. Like, they stake claim over Azura's coast, which faces the Vardenfell, or is facing Vardenfell Peninsula. Look at this. I got booted out again. What a good time. It's because I'm spending too long speculating. As long okay. as you understand. Yep. So we're kind of we're kind of done, I think, with Revis now. But someone else that ties to House Telvani and ties to that is Divith um Divith Divith Fear. Um He is old as the hills. <laughs> and him. just as annoying to uh deal with. <laughs> yep. We see him a lot, right? He is a powerful dark elf wizard. We see him in Clockwork City. So here's where my wall of crazy starts to get really weird and the red strings are going to go everywhere now. So we see him in Halls of Fabrication. We see him in Clockwork City. Um, and this is the one that I didn't know about that made me kind of go, huh? We also see him at the edge or at the end of the quest line that I just did um, where you defeat or help defeat Maroon's Dagon for Blackwood. Um, I, now I logged out accidentally. Oh my gosh, I am just doing so great right now because I got stuck in my gold pile again. <laughs> Such a rookie. Okay. I know. Is this my first time? Anyway, um, so even though he played no significant role in Blackwood or Fargrave that I can find, <clears throat> at the end of that quest, you know how there's always like a time where you can, uh, you know, go and talk to all the people that are in the zone? Even though I cannot find him anywhere in said zone, he appears there at the end. And you can talk to him. <laughs> um, okay. Why is he there? What, what's the... Why Why is he there? Is he like a little, like, hello? Look at what could be coming soon. I don't know. Who knows? Um, with well, him... Talk to him? Well, I didn't talk to him because I didn't do it. That's what I'm saying. I haven't been there, so I don't know. But he appears there. Um, where did I find that? I saw that in the end of this. Give me one second. Let me see if I can find where it was. Maybe it was under the lore. Oh, I guess he is there. I should have read further. It says, uh, he ventured to the oblivion plane of Fargrave. He discovered someone intended to auction the ebony blade. So he's a side quest. 
And it says, although he played no significant role in the defeat of Nokrovs and Dagon, he attended the celebrations that were hosted in Fargrave and Leowin. So he's there, but he shows up at the end. Um, here's where it starts to get a little weird because I was digging on him. He is considered an overseer of the quote-unquote old ways. Well, what are the old ways? So I started like trying to look that up and the old ways yeah that but also there's something called the old ways that tie to Hammerfell um I don't know if they're the same because I'm not a lore hound but I'll talk a little bit about Hammerfell in in a in a little bit um because there is a reference to the quote unquote old ways um in uh, a quote that I have later. So he's considered the master of secrets. Because of the quest light and how heavily he's involved in the Clockwork City, without getting spoilery, he potentially could have ties to that like nocturnal situation. He was in the Clockwork City quest line. He dealt with stuff with Somerset. And the interesting thing is that Nocturnal Mafala and Clavicus Vile were almost like I don't want to call them a tribunal, but they were like a triune thing, basically until the Elder Scrolls timeline. So until all of that stuff happened that stacked those particular events, like their main quest line order, um, they were kind of what I would call buddies, or at least that's what it appears like um, from doing some of the lore digging on it. Um, until those events. It also ties to the Dark Heart of Skyrim, because of how those because quest Meridia lines... Because Meridia is also the dark evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's pretty interesting that those are all stacking on top of each other. And we kind of never really have had a wrap-up to that whole situation. So my thing is, there's three of them. And then also we could have Azura potentially doing something if she is highly worshipped over there. They said that the next stuff that's supposed to happen potentially would be over the next three years. There could be for a couple reasons. It could be because we're going to focus on kind of this unraveling with the three of them over three years, because there's three of them. Or the one that I don't want to think about is that the lifespan of this game is essentially the next three years, and then beyond that, we don't know what they're going to do. Um, that's the one that I don't like to think about. That's the, like, wild tinfoil hat. <laughs> that one we're not going to get you into You already too made much. a tinfoil swan. What's more wild than that for a hat? I, mean, I know, no, I know. It's a tinfoil cliff racer. My bad. All right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe a tinfoil guar. Um, but all of them have ties to Nocturnal and so does he and so do a lot of the main quest lines I think we're setting up for some sort of a big bad situation but I might be wrong it would make me very happy if we were 
because I want to know more about that. And like you said, who's the ultimate prize? we got to figure out what happened to Darien. <laughs> the ultimate antiquity. The most That's legendary right. antiquity. Yeah. So, I don't know. I do think that that's all strong support, potentially, that we're going to end up over there. But, and potentially for a quest arc, I don't know. I kind of haven't really proved anything. But I do think no. it's possible. The yeah, other thing, too, is there's a lot of magic that's associated with Telvanni because they're very powerful mages. They made Vardvarks. What weirder animal could that be? They also in, were invaded by the Akaviri, just like Beastmarch was. The biggest thing is their slave trade. Um, so that's why they're not part of the Ebonheart Pack. They had a huge problem with seeing themselves as equals with um, the Argonians, or they didn't kind of want to be in the even playing field with that. So the other thing, too, is when you do the Morrowind chapter, um, if you get the Grand Adventurer, you can purchase their banner, which kind of makes me think that there's more to them that they've just never done. Like, you could get exposure to them. That was provided to me by Minwe Pro, that last little bit. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's reasonable to think that they could be trying to set up something to continue on they've been like poking at that storyline i feel like now for a while if you go back and you actually read how all of those daedra adra people you know all of that how all of that ties together in and out of the quest lines um i mean there's been crazier stuff happen right <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, we brought back to life people that we killed, so... Indeed. Sure. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there there's enough stuff here that you're not necessarily presenting a uh, foolproof case, but it's like, it's one of those situations where the more you... The more you add to it, the more it's like, at some point, this has to stop being coincidence, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, are they, you know, they, they've got some pretty clever writers, you know, on their team. So, it could be that they just like throwing this little stuff in there just to send you down these little rabbit holes. It um, could be that it's too <clears throat> obvious, yeah. I don't know. And they're doing something completely different. It's almost like uh, uh, sleight of hand's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, it's like a distraction. Yeah. A diversion. Yeah. You know, they, they've got you looking over here and you're spending all this time going down this. And then, you know, all the other content creators are doing the same thing and everybody's listening mm. to them. And, uh, but. For sure maybe they're sitting back going hey <laughs> they're on to something you know maybe because uh, it they we have had cases in the past where people have guessed where we were going right yeah pretty much every year for the most part so. i think high isle was the one that was the most uh challenging and it was because of the fact that um it was an area that had never been done in any of the previous games it's only mentioned once in like an obscure book so nobody had any 
idea of potentially they everybody kind of knew the area that we were going to but nobody knew the exact place nobody narrowed it down to that place um so that one was probably the trickiest one and then everybody knew with western skyrim because it was just a big hype train because it was skyrim again right you know? um which actually i think might be why this chapter i, I think that's another good case for us potentially going to the Telvanni Peninsula. Um, I think that they're going to try and fall on the nostalgia. Uh, well, I'll get to that in, in a minute. First, I want to talk about Hammerfell. Because, like I said, Lady Laurent mentions Telvanni, and she mentions Hammerfell. So I was like, that's weird. They're not even on the same side of the map. Why on earth would those be connected? And then I kind of thought about it, and I thought, well, you know what else people have been asking for? People have been asking for an overland zone like Cragwarn. Where is Cragwarn? It's in High Rock and Hammerfell. So they could potentially put another zone, but up against it, that's even harder content, that's group content, that's similar. Something else that's interesting is in some of the notes, it says zones announced rather than zone for the announcement. Why would they be giving us plural if it's uh, unless they're referring to just giving us insight into all four quarters? But because they said that they were just gonna face everything kind of at once and focus on fixing stuff this game, right? Well, that's what I thought too, but they still would typically do a Q4 DLC. They said that the whole chapter story would be self contained. But they didn't really tell us that they were going to tell us the whole year. I think they kind of implied, if I recall correctly, or maybe even outright said, that the um, the last thing would be more of like feature systems type stuff. Did they not? Yeah, but you would think they would still release a zone with it or a DLC of some sort. They, they right? Otherwise, where's to. the system going? They don't have to, but I think it's possible. I know they're talking about wanting to try to... Uh, they, they made mention of trying to get uh, people back in existing zones to do mm -hmm. new things. So, um, Remember the first time that happened with Antiquities? We were having all yeah. these new, play, new low players going, Why are all these big people running around taking yep. everything and destroying everything? I can't yep. even level! Yep. <laughs> oh, that was... That was yeah. Well, I do think, I, 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 I don't know, maybe you're right about the announcement piece. We'll just have to see. But I did think it was interesting that she mentions Hammerfell and Craglorn, which was kind of like the first. Mm, it's interesting that some things point to Morrowind, which is the first chapter. And uh, it's interesting that some things kind of point to Craglorn, which was essentially one of the first original like DLCs, if you will. So it's playing into a lot of nostalgia for people if you played the game early on. Hammerfell also has a lot of really interesting lore. Um, I couldn't get into it because it was way too much. Like once I started clicking around, I was like, I can't do this for another two hours. I actually have to get home so that we can do a show. <laughs> right. um, but something that I did find 
is what I mentioned earlier to you. And it's about a place called Sunforge, which is a landlocked region in central Hammerfell, which we don't have currently in Elder Scrolls Online. Sunforge contains the city of, I think it's pronounced Scaven, uh, which was once a native homeland of the Keptu people. The Ark and Tark rivers are found to the south, and in the countryside outside is one of the halls of the virtues of war, where there are still people who follow the old ways and are believed by some to be able to form a Shihai sword. Are those old ways the same old ways that our good old friend, Devith Fear, is a master of? Because if so, that could connect those as well. Um, yeah. Old. Um, Scaven, go ahead. I was just going to say old ways is such a generic phrase, though. It's hard to. It's hard to tell, right? Yeah. Because from a, from a sociological or anthropological perspective, I guess, if you want to look at it, everybody has their old ways. Mm -hmm. The question is, are they the same old ways? So that's something that I didn't really get to delve into or look into. I'm going to assume it's probably not, but don't know. Um, something about Scaven is it has ties to the Grey Host. Uh, yeah. It has ties to the Grey Host because it says, Scaven was active since at least the early mid-first era when the surrounding region was under the tyrannical reign of the unholy city-state, the Karths, and their legion, the Grey Host. So that ties us back to that Dark Heart of Skyrim situation. The way that it ties us to Craglorn is that in Second Era 582, i.e. around the time of Elder Scrolls Online, the Dragonstar Caravan Company, which is one of the largest trading companies, moves their headquarters from Craglorn to Skaven. So, I don't know. Just another weird tie-in to what we currently kind of have in-game to that zone. Which is how I think they could get away with doing a portion of Hammerfell and a portion of uh, the Telvanni Peninsula this year. Even though it doesn't seem like the two should connect. I don't know. Um, another tie to Hammerfell. That beautiful pet that we were talking about a little while ago is Debella-themed. And Debella has quite a few cults in Hammerfell and High Rock. Um, Debella is one of the most popular there, I believe, if I remember correctly. I'm actually going to it right now. Um, let's look at Debella's lore. Here we go. Um, The third, that's the third era. Um, yeah, Debella is an adversary of Sanguine as well. But um, in the second era, the worship of Debella is pretty criticized and discouraged in Daggerfall. But, you know, I mean, 
High Rock might be different. Or Hammerfell. But I do think it's interesting that there's quite a few um, worshippers of Dabella there, and that's the pet that we're getting. Now, that may have nothing to do with it. I mean, really, the pet we got this last year that was our Morphable didn't super tie to what our content was. But, or at least not in a way that was obvious, but this one seems almost too obvious <laughs> in the tie to Hammerfell. Anyway, that's pretty much it. You could just keep going and going and going down the rabbit hole with Hammerfell as well, but I didn't have time. Um, my personal thoughts, I agree with what some of the other content creators have said. I think they could go to Morrowind or part of Hammerfell just for the nostalgia ties because some of those places that I mentioned were in games like Arena or actual Morrowind. Morrowind is one of the most popular Elder Scrolls games. It's one of the ones that got a lot of people into the into the IP itself anyway. So I do think it's possible that since this past year we were in High Isle and it did okay, but if you look at how like the Western Skyrim um, chapter release went, it might not have been everybody's favorite story, but for the nostalgia aspect, look at how many players they brought on. Can you imagine if they said, yeah, we're going back to Morrowind again? I think they would get a huge influx of people again, and they really need that right now. I think the modding scene for Morrowind is uh, pretty strong right now, is it not? Yeah. Um, I know I keep seeing things about different mods that, uh, like big community mods, not little small things, but big, <clears throat> big community mods being uh, worked on for it. Uh, mm -hmm. Keep popping up in my news, and uh, I know they're. So, yeah, I mean, if that's a popular thing right now, then maybe they do want to take advantage of uh, the interest in Morrowind to do something like that. Well, and... Right. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. After all of that... Thanks. First, instead of doing all that, you could have just sent us the link to your fan fiction, okay? That would have been perfectly <laughs> acceptable. Second. Are you there? Sec right, yeah. All right. Second. <laughs> You're still laughing. I'm like, all right, I'll let you get it out. All right. Second, we did just have the Morrowind 20th anniversary, so mm -hmm. it would make sense for them to play off that while the hype and everything is up, and that's why we're getting into that. It, between all the hints and everything. You have a really strong case, and even with the IRL world stuff right now, like heck, even people I know who haven't played Elder Scrolls Online keep pointing out that Morrowind is, is, should, is a game that should be played, um, and that they have a cult following at this point, so that would definitely be a good thing for Microsoft to play off of. That's what they're choosing to do. It really does, it has a strong case. It has an honest, strong case. As much as I'd like for the ideas where I'd like to go, what I think would happen, what I hope would happen and pick apart from these images, this does have the strongest case. Yeah. Look at that. You convinced her. Yes! You've brought Gwen on board with your crazy train. 
Everybody gets a tinfoil hat. Yay! I, I, I've just got little tinfoil or tinfoil earpieces on my current hat. Is that okay? Yeah, that works. That's fine. <laughs> you didn't know those were tinfoil, did you? <laughs> nope, I didn't. I just went back and looked, too, because I was curious if the three years, quote-unquote, timeline kind of lines up with uh, when the game will be hitting a decade. And it pretty much does, because the original release of the game was April 4th, 2014, and the PlayStation release was 2015. So we're rolling into, you know, a tenth year at that point. Well, the tenth year will technically be next year. And then the right. Will That's be the true. End of the three year. That would but it would that's be 10 true, year because... for console, so they'll they'll probably play it and count it that way. But they'll it depends on when they decide to do the giant celebration, whether at the end of the three years or this next year. So that, right. that that's their choice. We'll see how it goes, and who knows? Maybe they decide to wait to do the ten year at the end of con, at uh, maybe next year, you know, yeah. and the, for the PC ten year, and uh, see it we do this and the hype and when we get through the end of the console's technical tenure, um, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll see if ESO keeps surviving or not. See if enough from all the hype from the past couple of years or if this giant three-year arc is the end of it. You're gonna I buy, have another. You're going to buy a PS5 to keep playing ESO on and they're going to shut it down. <laughs> no! Don't say that! Uh, I have another theory why they announced like a three-year arc. Can you guess what it is? Uh, a sequel? Well, that would be one one thing. But no. I think that could be when ES6 is coming out. Yeah. Well, it's not... Uh, that's like still 27 years away, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But if they were going to do it in less than 27 years, it could be in three or four years. That's possible. And, you know, you, you talked about... Uh, the Hammerfell stuff, um, and maybe you know them saying zones in some of the releases could just be a typo. I've seen a lot of that kind of stuff lately, where they're like, "Oh, yeah, sorry about that. That's just typo." Um, hmm, you had some be. some person, or or it was earlier information that somebody uh, went off of when they sent something out to a new source, and then it, you know they have to go back and pull that later but anyway maybe they're going to as part of the announcement say one year we're going here one year we're going here and then last year we're going there and if elder scroll 6 is going to be uh hammer because isn't that a big part of the speculation for that mm -hmm. um you know if they did somehow roll that over into that which I don't know how they do that with a live service game like this and what is presumably going to be a single player game. Uh, because. Well, if it follows the storyline, it will be in the future. And so it will be. It will take place after Skyrim. Which means whatever we see in this game is just basically a teaser for the sorts of zones and stuff that will be developed fully in the actual game. Right. Right. Yeah, that that would be interesting to see how they how they do that, um, if that were the route that they were going. I don't know that I see that being the case, uh, but if it is, it it would be it would be something to to follow because 
Um, you know, they, they had to, there's probably been writing at least happening for Elder Scrolls 6 for a while, but as far as the production stuff, I don't know where they, if they've started production or not, because I believe they said that they don't really intend to start production until Starfield's finished. Yeah, I don't think they would have necessarily started production on it, but... And if that game's going to be as big as you kind of figure it probably has to be, uh, yeah, we're... We're probably. I wouldn't be surprised. We're still five plus years out for that. You know, probably <clears throat> a horrible so content creator thing right here, but um, I don't care. We haven't <laughs> seen the real trailer. There's no timeline. It's all speculation. We <laughs> have a game in front of us right now. I'm good. I don't oh. need to know. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I'm fine. I definitely. I. I just. I think. It's more, for me, intriguing of the fact that, like, seeing what they did with Skyrim and Oblivion, even, at the time period with the technology we have, now with next-gen consoles and with PCs the way they are, what the heck is that game going to look like? And how expansive is it going to be? That's what is making me excited to see it. I by no means want them to shortchange it. I love playing Elder Scrolls Online right now. I'm perfectly happy, but I just, I, yeah, I can't wait to see what it is or what they announce. Well, I would be curious, too, to see if, uh, because we did kind of throw out the idea of a sequel, you know, uh, or I did, I guess, but if they intend to do anything, as part of their upgrades to this game to bring it up um, visually or technically or whatever I don't know I don't know what the possibility of that kind of stuff is but um, you know I mean at some point I guess wow is still going and it's been going forever and there's some older PC MMOs that have been going for like EverQuest is still a thing I believe um, mm-hmm yeah. And that's older I mean, than... even Guild Wars. Guild Wars has been around for 10 years now. Yeah. Um, so. Why didn't that just come out this past year? No, Guild Wars 2 released on on Steam. But I, I was making a joke, but okay, cool. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's late. Um, and my tinfoil hat uh, is cutting off the circulation. Yeah, yeah that's what happens when you hop down those rabbit holes. You're you're wrapping yourself up in that red twine. Yeah. Yep, that's so, what it was. Yeah, I was just I but I was just saying I wonder how long uh what the lifespan of a a game, especially being on consoles, um what the lifespan of, of something like this is without you know, if they're gonna do any kind of changes to it. Or if they're looking at the possibility of uh, a sequel, that's a hard sell though, because it's a lot of money and time invested in this to go. Yep, scrap all that and start over. Uh, well, they've also changed Microsoft on everything. Mm-hmm. And as we can already see, they've already changed how they're doing their initial release marketing towards a new chapter. So we're just going to have to wait and see how the next uh, year or two go through. And we'll, and that will probably give us an insight into what the future actually holds for us based on how they're releasing their content. 
Yep. Guess we'll wait and see if I got any points or if I was completely off the rails. Price right without going over. That's right. So. Or are you gonna actually send one, us that fanfiction link? One dollar. One dollar. So we're gonna have another show. Well, in theory, we could, I guess. Um, if, assuming we do a show next week uh, before the reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I wonder and if we'll see... this is when I make a really good case for it not being Dark Elves. Next week? Yes. Do it! <laughs> Do it! <laughs> um... So, yeah, I was just going to say, I wonder if it's going to be, um, just a, uh, if we'll get any leaks or anything between now and then to talk about, um, if we it, don't, I'll make a really good case for it not being Dark Elves. I know I'll be wrong, but I'll do it. Go for it. <laughs> we don't know that you'll be wrong. I mean, I'm, I might make a really good case that it's not Khajiit. <laughs> that it's not Khajiit. But there was that one Khajiit in the picture with the Debella thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. the Debella thing. Clearly they have a chance. Yeah, two wood elves. That was probably their enemy. They're going to eat him. It was a wood elf and imperial. Whatever. Or a, wood a Breton. Elf. The, the, the imperial's going to be a werewolf and the wood elf's just going to be hungry. I don't know. That's it. This year's all her scene. <laughs> Has nothing to do with you. her seen that coming. The, <laughs> the year of the Hercene emote. I mean, there is that space between Blackwood, Stonefalls, and Shadowfen. That's part of Cyrodiil. She's untouched, too. Well. Alright, well, we're just a little, little over a week away from knowing something. But... <laughs> We don't know how much, but <laughs> something. Let's hop off the wall of crazy. Let's. <laughs> I jumped undo, down. Let's undo the red twine. Come sit back down at the table. Wee. You just stepped in cake, lady. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Now you're just so running sorry. around getting cake on everything. <laughs> sorry. So sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, well, um... Yeah, I guess that's that's it, right? Um, yeah. So we got a couple of changes to, uh, or I guess one major change to our weekly schedule for announcements. Um, we've still got Monday Mayhem with Moki. Uh, that right now, what are they doing on Monday nights? Currently, it's not. It's still some fishing for people that need it, and they're doing. Uh, is it like Cyrodiil stuff? Yeah. So it's kind of a free-for-all flex event, basically. It's just doing whatever people want to do. Um, but the the general plan is fishing or Cyrodiil. Um, or Imperial City. Or fishing City. in Cyrodiil. Or fishing in Cyrodiil. There was such a cool story. Were you there, Gwen, when that no, happened I last week? It was the one night I didn't make it when they were in Imperial City and they were fishing Man. alongside a bunch of EP people and no one killed each other. And yeah, was and there was a DC fishing. player there too. All oh, three factions fishing player. together. 
Yeah, they said that the, they ran up and the DC player was there and they just made a little pact with them that they weren't going to kill each other. And then they were all standing there and a big old sea of red rolled up and uh, they were expecting to get murdered and instead everybody cast a line. <laughs> so, pretty fun. Pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, probably all, uh, probably all people that were tired of the war and just trying to get away. Yeah, they just needed a vacation. Stinkers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can get on Discord and let Moki know you want to join, or you can just type an X in chat uh, about 7:30ish, something like that, uh, to get grouped up. And Tuesday, Treacherous Tuesday, uh, Dungeons. Uh, currently not. Wait, do we have a sign up for those now? Uh, we. I did try for one week, and a few people signed up, but I don't know if they ever got to group based on that. Okay. But um, if there is a sign up for it, it will just be a general, um, like click to say you're interested, and then from there people can form groups. There won't be like an individual time one because if I did that, there would be like. 30 events in the right. events calendar. <laughs> so, yeah, no, we're good. Yep. Okay. Not going to do it that way. The change comes on Wednesday. Um, Wednesday yes. night trials are currently, uh, they haven't been filling up as much lately, so they're on hold officially. Um, but Paul is still I taking really requests. Wanted, I really um, wanted to this past Wednesday, <laughs> but yeah. I had the food poisoning. Or the no. sickness. I'm not honestly sure. Uh, it could be flu. Could have been bad food. <laughs> I, and I was the only one in my household affected, so I'm honestly not sure. But I'm also the one with the weakest stomach, so such is life. Oh. <laughs> uh, but there is but still yeah. uh, there. Paul is still taking requests, so if there are people wanting to run, uh, then there's a still there's still a shot at, at trying to get a group together but it's just not an official thing at the moment um, yep. and then finally fearless Friday with oh, I was I'm afraid Arthuria. I'm Arthuria, yeah uh, 8 p.m. Eastern and that is undaunted undaunted are we, we, undaunted? we are undaunted we are undaunted <laughs> yeah um, so you want to go hang out and do some undaunted uh, dailies and um, oh my goodness the other undaunted the things. delves yeah the delves dungeons uh, yeah those all those things <laughs> all things associated with the undaunted um, then you can uh, again check in on discord and uh, let our theory know you want to join and mm -hmm. get that going um, Take time, do it, start getting those dailies done with guilds. Fully helps you towards those achievements if you don't have them. Yeah. For sure. Um, and as far as where people can find us, Gwen, where are we at? We are on Twitter at Snug Podcast. Email snugpodcast at gmail.com. Twitch.tv slash snugpodcast. YouTube, search Snark Podcast. Did we get our custom URL? Did we? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and loreseekers.club. This is newer. It has links to everywhere. 
I need to look at the YouTube thing again. I, I, it was very, I, it was confusing when I tried to look at it before. We do have some sort of an at thing, and I think it's the same thing as, uh, as Twitch and Twitter and all that. But I'm not. I tried searching for it that way, and it didn't do anything. So I don't know. Um, but maybe that's because I was trying to search for a channel that is my channel. Uh, so it just I don't I don't know. But it was. Um, it was kind of weird, but, uh, but searching Snug Podcast, uh, should pull us up pretty easily on YouTube. It is the first thing that pops up on YouTube. Yeah. It also oh. says we are currently live. We are. It is. But if you type in youtube.com forward slash Snug Podcast, it does not take you anywhere. Hmm. And it is That's indeed it. at Snug Podcast on YouTube. Is it? Well, there we go. There you have it. I just didn't know how the links actually worked with that. So, and oh my gosh, yeah, no, it it is much darker on your screen than it does on my screen. Never. Oof. Hmm. That looks like it's on fire on your screen. <laughs> I don't turn my brightness up in game quite so high, so that might have something to do with it. Um. Anyway. Uh, also, the uh, you didn't mention the audio form, right? Nope, I did not. So, if you are watching and would prefer an audio format, uh, you can check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, and probably any of the major podcast uh, apps, and you should be able to uh, find us there as well. So, you can watch us or you can listen either way. We appreciate you hanging out with us, and we will hopefully be back next week, and maybe I have some new information, uh, some leaks or something to talk about, or Gwen gets to tell us why it's not Dark Elves. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, uh, do you ladies have anything else before we go? Nope. Gwen? Nope. nope. All right. Well... Until next time, everybody, have a great week, and we will see you later. Sleep well, Tamriel. Bye.